Hello, everybody. It is Sunday in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My name is Adam Bittner, Assistant Sports Editor for Multimedia for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, joined by Chris Carter, our Pitt Beat reporter and host of the North Shore Drive podcast. Emergency podcast time. The Steelers have made the playoffs. Chris, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars lose to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, they they missed the playoffs. And, and the Steelers and Buffalo Bills clinch. We're recording this right after the game, so we don't know yet who the Steelers are playing, but we know that they're in. Uh, Chris, what are your just rapid fire thoughts before we get into it here? I think that they have earned their way to the dance. Um, you know, as far as as far as playing, this was a team that could have given up at seven and seven, could have packed it in. They had a lot of young guys on the team that didn't know what it was like to fight through moments like this, and uh, they fought through. They earned it. Um, and sure, it took the Titans' help in the end, but you know, the Jaguars were a team that. Uh, that you know they beat the Steelers early in the season, but they fizzled out. The Steelers finished strong, and you know it's not about how you start; it's how you finish. And I think that the Steelers deserve credit for that. Um, it'd be one thing if they had lost uh, on yesterday against the Ravens, and then uh, they got in because the Jaguars uh, lost and the Bill and the, the excuse me the Broncos won, because then that that would have been different. Uh, but this is a team that is trending in the right direction. They also got good news uh, from JJ Watt that TJ Watts uh, MCL sprain is just a grade two and not a grade three. So now uh, there's a chance that he could come back and most likely not next week, but maybe in two weeks. Um, and that's better than being out for six weeks, which was the prognosis initially. Um, but, uh, but in all seriousness, um, this was a uh, this, this this is a team that's earned their way to the dance, and I, I really do believe with the way they're playing on offense, uh, they they should scare people because I think that they could with the way that the teams that that are in the AFC, there's there's no team that's dom- the only dominant team I see right now is the Ravens, and they know how to play the Ravens. Yeah, we're going to dig into all of those topics you just brought up here in a second. Um, just want to thank our primary sponsor for this episode and. Uh, all episodes of our Steelers post-game show. This is kind of an extended edition of that. Uh, Pella Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh. There's no better place to get new windows and doors installed in your home than Pella, who can help you save on energy costs year-round. Schedule a free in-home consultation with your local Pella Windows and Doors to find the right product for your home and budget. Give them a call at 866-593-1560 to discuss your project further. That's 866-593-1560 to get started planning on your new windows and doors installation with Pella Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh. Um, first of all, Chris, was it was it the disrespect of the towel that got the Steelers here? <laughs> the Jaguars came into Pittsburgh back in October. They disrespected the towel. Every you know, it didn't look like it would it would matter, but here they are. The Jaguars are out, the Steelers are in. They disrespected the towel. Are they the latest victims of the terrible towel curse? Listen, the curse has had some serious powers over the years. Everyone remembers in 2008 when the Titans looked unstoppable. They beat the Steelers. They brought out the towels, and they were stomping on them. And then they lost 13 games straight from the rest of that year going into the next season. And it took an official letter sent by the Titans organization to the Myron Cope Foundation to please lift the curse. And the next game, they literally won. That is some crazy lore. That is very real. It happened. Not that it actually matters. Uh, but no, I think part of it is what we talked about going into this 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 game after they won, after the Steelers won yesterday. You know, the Titans are a team that they want to beat the Jaguars. Mike Vrabel was not trying to go out like a sucker. He wasn't. He was not trying to just end the year on a loss and no hope and no no glory. Uh, the Titans, you could see they wanted it. They were they were blocking well. They were fighting. There were several plays. Terrell Edmonds. Terrell Edmonds. Got an interception in this game. The former Steeler turned Titan uh, in a, in a, and, and came up with a big play in this game. Uh, and this is also a Jaguars team that was fading. Like, you know, I said this 
you know, a, a few weeks ago, I was like, man, the way the Jaguars are playing in the in the, the last stretch of this season, I'm not so sure they're in a position to finish strong. I mean, in fact, the Jaguars, they lost five of their last six games. They finished the season one and five with losses to the Bengals, Browns. It's funny, the AFC North helped the Steelers. The Bengals, Browns, and Ravens all beat the the Jaguars to get them to this point they would then lose to the Buccaneers they beat the Panthers but then they lost to the Titans uh that that's a Jaguars team that did not deserve to be in the playoffs and the Steelers showed that they did yeah and now Chris they're in and and we talked about this a little bit on the post game show when it was more of a you know speculative thing but the, the Steelers are in now they're going to play somebody um what are the scenarios that are still on the board with the Jaguars out of the picture and how would you rank them in terms of desirability? We talked last night about the Dolphins, Chiefs, and Bills. Um, talk me through what has to happen now, and then if you're the Steelers, what would you probably most want to see on the other side next week? So there are two scenarios now. The, the, they cannot go to Miami. That is off the table now because the Dolphins would have had to win and the Jaguars win. The only two scenarios are if the Dolphins win, the Steelers will go to Kansas City as the sixth seed and play the Chiefs in the first round. If the Bills win, the Bills become the two seed, the Steelers are the seventh seed, and they go to Buffalo to play them. Personally, I think the Chiefs are a better matchup right now, simply because they don't got the weapons Buffalo does. Like, you still got Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, and Buffalo's very up and down. They've been extremely mercurial all year long. Um, they've been, you know, they can be really high or really low. Uh, but if you catch them on a really high day, that's a tough out. Like they, you, you're going to have to play uh, some great football to, to keep up with that team. You could catch them on, on on a mid or bad day, and you can beat them. But right now, the the Chiefs, there's I, I haven't seen them put up the kind of performance that we've seen the Chiefs do in the last five years with Patrick Mahomes. And partially it's because they don't got that offense anymore. There's no Tyreek Hill. There's no superstar. You know, Travis Kelsey's older, and teams have now realized there's no primary receiving threat other than him. There's no real secondary receiving threat. Rasheed Rice is their next best receiver, and he's he wouldn't be the, a top-two receiver on the Steelers. So um, I, I, I look at that, and I'd say, if, if I'm the Steelers, I want to play the Chiefs. Send, send yourself to Kansas City. Um, there's some players on this team like Najee Harris, like Minka Fitzpatrick, guys that play the Chiefs and lost there embarrassingly uh, two years ago when the Chiefs were doing like ring around the rosy, you know, before a touchdown the call that they did and stuff like that. I, I think there's a part of the t- there's some of the guys on the team that are like, you know what? We know what it's like to go there let's, in the playoffs. Let's go. Let's go and play that team. But I'm sure the Steelers are saying we don't care who we're playing right now because they're probably thinking like at one point everyone left them dead and buried. Now you're you're in the dance. It doesn't matter who you play. Personally, I think the better matchup is the Kansas City Chiefs right now. Yeah, and you don't factor in the recent history at all because I you think back to what 2021 when Ben Roethlisberger in his final season goes into Buffalo gets that win against that team that you know I think had a lot of similar weapons then maybe not exactly the same guys but they had some some good players they had Josh Allen they were you know favored to be one of the the Super Bowl favorites in the AFC the Steelers go in there and win. And then you also have the Chiefs, who I think, what, the last three, four times the Steelers have seen them, it's been a blowout. It hasn't been close. Um, you just think they're fundamentally different teams now that that changes the calculus for you? They are. Uh, they, they are fundamentally different teams. Um, this is also a Steelers. This, this Steelers team is different than they were a month ago. Like, that's that. I mean, forget two years ago, three years ago, however long ago you want to look back. This Steelers team right now is something we have not seen from them since not old version of Ben Roethlisberger and that's them moving the ball consistently them running the ball them getting competent quarterback play all those things are in line for them right now um and this is also a defense that's found ways to win with big players missing all season long 
you know, I know TJ Watts most likely going to miss this game, but this is a team that all year long, they've had two games, just two games where Cam Hayward, Mika Fitzpatrick, and TJ Watt played from start to finish healthy. Just two times. If you had told me that that was the case at the beginning of the year, I'd have said there's no way they made the playoffs because that though that that's that's your three kings of the defense, the defensive line, the linebackers, the the, the secondary. And they found ways to win with without without those guys being healthy together as, as a group. And that's because, partially because of guys like Joey Porter Jr., who's played phenomenally. I think going into this week, he had the fewest receptions allowed of any cornerback in the NFL that at least been targeted 50 times. I don't know if that stat holds up after week 18, but either way, that's remarkable. And I think that that that's that says a lot for him as a cornerback. Um Keanu Benton had stepped up at, at, at the interior defensive line. Nick Herbig with Alex Highsmith and Marcus Golden have been this like, I, I said this before too. I think of any year that TJ Watt has been a superstar edge rusher for this Pittsburgh Steelers, this might be the best year that they've been suited to handle him not being in a game because you have Golden and Herbig. So you have two guys behind him that you're able to at least bring in, switch around, give Highsmith a breather, and actually like have them in there to play to play well. So um and Mika Fitzpatrick told our guy Ray Fittipato, um after the uh the win over the Ravens that he's gonna play next week if they if they're in the playoffs. So you know you're getting him back. This is a Steelers team that I think is uh, uh that has a lot of reason to believe in themselves going into next week. Let's talk a little bit about a little more about TJ Watt, the grade two MCL sprain. We were talking last night on the uh, Steelers postgame show that might be more of a grade three, but grade two, you know, they and, and I think our Jerry Dulac's official reporting is quote unquote a couple weeks, um, which, you know, at this point, you're two weeks out from a divisional series game. You would think he'd be in the mix to maybe play by then. Um, certainly not a guarantee, but at least you could have the conversation. Right. Um, you think this? It, I'm just going to let you kind of finish that that thought from last night when you said you think that they can go a week without him um, and and probably not make a Super Bowl run without him. You're not going to win three playoff games in a row to get you know to a Super Bowl, but can you can you win one and then if you get him back, have, have a chance to be a threat in those last two games before the Super Bowl? I mean, I think that they're. I think that they have a they have a a puncher's chance to beat the Chiefs or the Bills next week if they get T.J. Watt back. And they're going to Baltimore. Those teams, we know those teams go down to the wire no matter what. No matter how good or bad every one of those teams are, they're going, they're gonna, they're gonna make it a dog fight. So if you're telling me that this team, this team has a chance to get into two close games and have the chance to come out on the other end of them uh with a win, uh, that's something that they've done all year long. In fact, let me do this recount real quick: one and oh, two and oh, three and oh, four and oh, five and oh, five and one, six and one. Seven and six and two, seven, seven and two. They're eight and two this year in one score games. So they found a way, and that includes two games against the Ravens. And yes, Ravens backups, whatever, but you know what? This, the score with the Ravens backups was the same score with the Ravens starters. Um, and I think that this is a Steelers team. They're used to playing close games. And in fact, I think they're even kind of they're used to it. They're not flustered by it. Um, whereas if you're a Chiefs team and you're looking at the Steelers like who are they? Mason Rudolph. Like I don't know, they're, they're gonna walk in and beat. Patrick Mahomes, uh, you might look at that situation and, and be like, you know, all, all of a sudden, you know, it's it's late in the fourth quarter and you're you're like, wait a minute, these guys are hanging with us, and you know, one mistake and the Steelers pounce and you you can beat that team. You know, the Ravens, uh, I don't think that they would look at the Steelers in any foul way because they've lost seven of the last eight times to them. But that's a team that you know that you can beat, that you can go into Baltimore and hang with. So um, I, again, I don't think there's the, the only dominant team I've seen in the AFC is the Ravens and the Steelers have swept them this year. So 
again, I, I like their chances. It's, if they get TJ Watt back for Ravens week, that's huge. Uh, they, they're probably going to have to figure out a way to win without him this week. Um, and that's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. But uh, I, I actually think it is doable with the way that they play. Yeah, I agree, Chris. I'm not picking them, but I think it is doable <laughs> right. uh, for, for sure. Let's talk a little bit about the quarterback situation. I think that's the big headline still for a lot of people. Um, I think you and I agree it's got to be Mason Rudolph, given what you, you've seen the last yeah, couple of weeks. But, but what does that do in the big picture? Now that it's it's really it's real, it's upon us. The Steelers are picking between Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett in a playoff game. What does that do for them the day after whenever the playoff run ends? If if you pick Mason Rudolph over the guy that you know we were talking about as a potential franchise quarterback weeks ago, not you know even months ago. Huh. Um. I think it puts you in a self in a position where you ask him to be an adult and be like, look, you know, a guy came in and outperformed you and you have to handle that like a professional and take that for and, and, and take that forward and say, you know what, are you going to be better? You know, I, I liken it to uh, his alma mater. Uh, we're a pit, uh, you know, not the same sport, not the same thing, but uh, you know, there's a pit volleyball, a team that's now made three straight final fours. Um, they have a, a player by the name of Valeria Vasquez Gomez. She came in, she was a freshman phenom, was one of the best freshman volleyball players in the country. They went to the final four and her second year, she got benched because she wasn't playing well. And there were other, there was another player who was out playing her. And instead of transferring and then you know, in college, you can transfer whenever you want. You can get NIL money. You could do all sorts of stuff instead of doing all that. She's, she stuck it out of picks. She fought through it. She earned her spot back. And then she's led them to two more final fours. Um, but I look at I look at Kenny Pickett and I say, you know what? If you believe you're the guy, you'll fight through it. You know, what, whoever's next to you, say, hey, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be, be be the best version of myself, and that's going to be good enough to earn a chance to make play to be a starter again. And when I'm a starter, I'm going to make plays. You have to have that confidence in yourself. And if he doesn't, that means he's not the guy. And then you look for it somewhere else if you're the Steelers. But uh, right now, you know, I, I think your your focus needs to be winning this game next year. It, you know, I, if I'm Mason, here's the other part of this. If Mason Rudolph, let's say he beats the Chiefs or the or the Bills next week, and you know, and then who knows what happens after that. But let's say even they just he just wins one playoff game. I for I thoroughly believe some NFL team's gonna come calling with $10 million, something like that, and be like, hey, Mason, here you go, buddy. Yeah, you, you we 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 want a guy that knows how to win in the playoffs or whatever. And I'm not so sure the Steelers could match that with their current cap situation because this is a team right now that needs to build the offensive line. They need to, they, they need a, another offensive tackle. They need a center. They need another corner. They need they, they probably need to get another linebacker based off of you know if they can't keep everybody there because you know all, a lot of those guys got hurt. They probably need another safety. Probably need another defensive lineman. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of needs on this team, and uh, you know, signing a, a backup quarterback to a long-term deal. That'd be tough. And if there's another team that comes in with a major offer, maybe they want to make him a, a temporary starter. If I'm Mason Rudolph, you take that opportunity. I get a chance to prove somewhere that I'm the man. I'd take it. But uh, who knows? You know, he tried to hit free agency this past year. No one. It wasn't just the Steelers that overlooked him. No team in the NFL wanted him. Like, like that was, you know, so like I think people that say, what are the Steelers didn't know what they had in him? You know what? Nobody did. And I mean, anybody in the NFL knew who Mason Rudolph, knew that Mason Rudolph could play like he did in the last three games this season. So, um, that being said, I think that they're in. A, I think that right now the bottom line is just um, just keep playing. You know, Mason's go. You ride the Mason train as long as it can take you. And and I don't even think that you pull him from a game unless he's terrible. I mean, like throws like two really bad interceptions, terrible, and is looking completely lost in the sauce. And it's funny because some fans thought that that might have been the case. Um, you know, in this last game. 
uh, against the Ravens when he when they weren't scoring. But at that through that game, he only threw two incomplete passes, um, and one of them was a drop pick. But uh, you know, Tomlin stuck with him, and Tomlin showed him the same loyalty that he's shown to Kenny Pickett, that he's shown to Mitch Trubisky, and to any quarterback that he's named a starter. So. I think he'll get that chance to prove that he either is or is not the guy. And then, you know, if uh, if he makes plays in the playoffs, let's see what teams come calling with big money. Chris, we're going to wrap things up here with the, the big question I have for you still is now that they've made the playoffs, it's it's no longer an if, it's it's a certainty. How certainty. does that change the tenor of of this season? You and I talked about last night about how, you know, you lose to the the Patriots, you lose to the Cardinals. If they miss the playoffs, that's going to be on Mike Tom and that's going to be something we talk about you know, for about his future for, you know, however long he's in Pittsburgh or in, at least the next couple of years, that, that doesn't end up mattering. They make the playoffs, they get their shot um, against, you know, either team we agree that they can beat. And I think the fact that the Bills could be the two or the seven still proves that the, the difference between these teams are, are, are very close. And and so, you know, the Steelers got there, they did what they had to do. Um, how does how does that change the tenor of the season for you? That, that they did it, they went 10 and seven, they got there. And regardless of what happens from here, um, you know, I think they cleared the first goal. I mean, they show that they this is a team. This is still an organization that believes in itself. They showed that it's an organization that can rally. And this is, again, this is a great coaching effort by Mike Tomlin to finish the season. Not all season because you know they had, a, they had a rough stretch. But this was a team that, you know, a lot of people said even before the season, you know, I host, uh, you know, I host other podcasts and things. And I did a roundtable with all the AFC North teams. And there were people that said Steelers are finishing last. No chance that they even sniff the playoffs They're This is their first losing season. They're going to fall off and no one's going to care. And they didn't do that. Um, uh, and I think that, they, you know, they even with all the things they went through and as everyone talks about injuries, the Steelers dealt with their fair share of injuries. They're winning games with Mason Rudolph. They're winning games with 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 their six. Patrick Peterson is playing safety. Miles Killebrew is playing safety. Like you know, come on, my, Michael Walker. You didn't even know who Michael Walker was before this season. Is playing linebacker. So they they, they should have they have every reason to 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 feel good about themselves. The organization has every reason to feel confident that this locker room and this nucleus that they that they built and are still building is heading in the right direction. Um, and I think that th- this should give every bit of reinforcement into Omar Khan to say, hey, we got something here. Let's keep adding. Um, and, you know, adding could mean a lot of different things. It could mean going and get, making sure the offensive line is going to be elite next year. It could be going and getting you know, another corner to pair with Joey Porter Jr. Maybe it means keeping Patrick Peterson to be the safety next to Minka Fitzpatrick. It might mean, you know, going and getting a, a different quarterback because you think that maybe if you get the right rookie quarterback, you can, you know, live off that for the next five years and, and then, and then you know, build elsewhere. But either way, it's a it's absolutely a positive. It is a big note for Mike Tomlin, and I think it's a, a a big egg in the face of everyone who said that he's done, he's finished. You know, he's he's toast. He can't this lot. He's lost the locker room. Uh, clearly, he didn't. Clearly, he never did. You know, certainly there was times where things were down, but you know, someone brought this point up the other day that uh, George Pickens, a guy who was very frustrated, right, Adam? You know, we 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 all noted it. Someone brought up he's never been on a losing team in his life, like from little league to high school to college, Georgia. You know, they never lost it they never had bad years in georgia with him there um so when the steelers were struggling that was his first time ever dealing with that and so tomlin is the first coach that's had to get him get in his grill about that and what have we seen since then 
300 yards and you know in in combined over combined over two games blocking at the goal line where people said that he you know he didn't he wouldn't do that anymore uh for a touchdown run by the same guy who he didn't block for the first time and then in his last game not even a single target and you don't see moping you don't see complaining you don't see uh you don't you don't see none of that and you have you see Mason Rudolph calling him his brother in the locker room and them embracing each other I think it's a it is a testament that Mike Tomlin is much better of a coach than many people in this town give him credit for yeah, I think he did. Listen, I think he deserved the heat when you're at seven and seven. Sure. You've lost those yep. three games. And, but you know, the, the other side of that is that you deserve the credit when you get, get here, you do these things and you're giving yourself a chance. I mean, listen, I don't want to say this is like the 2005 season. I don't think it's, it's really anywhere close yep. in terms of the Steelers personnel or anything like that. But they went into those playoffs as the sixth seed. They won three games to get to the Super Bowl. The, the goal is to get here. You never know what can happen. And, and I think that was the important thing in terms of the tone of the season is you give yourself a chance to see what you can do in the games that really matter. And, and they've done that. And, and as long as that's the case, I think you've got to give Mike Tomlin and the whole organization credit despite the criticism. Um, Chris, we're going to leave it there, though. I want to leave some meat on the bone for you tomorrow. You're going to be back on the North Shore Drive on Monday. So if you're just joining us for the first time after the Steelers clinch the playoffs, make sure you subscribe to our channel. If you enjoyed this video, please like it. Help us out in the YouTube algorithm. We always appreciate that. Um, like I said, Chris will be back Monday, Wednesday, Friday and I think Sat well depending upon what schedule we get we don't know when yeah, the series going to play yet too. but you might be back on Saturday previewing the game with an opposing beat writer uh, with the Acrisure fan advantage so make sure you're subscribed I'll be back on Thursday with Paul Zeiss so lots more Steelers talk coming your way look forward to breaking down a playoff week in Pittsburgh thanks Chris. Thank you for checking out this content from Post Gazette Sports. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For all of the sports coverage the Post Gazette has to offer, visit post-gazette.com. <laughs>